Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are locked on Pelican. Your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole. Available on iTunes, on Audioboom, wherever podcasts are found. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Excited to be with you all here on this Tuesday, day after the NBA season officially ended last night as the Warriors beat the Cavaliers to take the NBA series, uh, NBA finals in five games uh, after a dominant performance by Kevin Durant. My goodness. Uh, We're going to talk about that. Kind of some takeaways from games four and five. What does it potentially mean for the Pelicans? Are there any kind of impacts there? And just some lingering thoughts I have on that series as well. Give you an update on kind of something that came out about the Pels the past couple of days. Nothing huge for the team, but just interesting and something to keep in mind. As well as give you guys another second round pick. Uh, prospect in Frank Mason out of Kansas, a guy I think could be a good fit for the Pelicans here with the 40th overall pick uh, in this month's NBA draft. As always, Locked on Pelicans often brought to you guys by SeatGeek. Thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Got a lot to cover, so we're just going to dive right into everything today. So the finals ended how we thought they were going to with the Warriors beating the Cavaliers. It just took five games instead of four. Kevin Durant's your MVP. I'm watching it right now. They just announced it. Gave his mom a hug. That was a nice little moment they had there, actually, after when they showed when he lost to the Heat and his mom was the first person there and he was in tears. She gave him a big hug. And then here, first thing they really cut to was his mom on the court giving her a huge hug again. Tears still, but these are probably happy tears. Um, so Durant, I've been on the side of saying, I'm fine with him going to the Warriors if that's what he wants to do. I don't think there's really much, uh, he, he would have won, let's say over in Oklahoma city. I'm kind of doing this off the top of my head here. And you know, there he wasn't going to win. Everyone knew this was going to be Warriors versus the Cavaliers again in the NBA finals, regardless of whether the Warriors had Durant on this team or not. So you can call it a cop out and people are on there on Twitter saying he's not an MVP, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, he was an MVP and now he's another MVP this time of the NBA finals. So clearly you can be an MVP and jump ship like that. But I, you know, I know people want to hold athletes to a different standard. I don't quite think that's fair. I've had other people in the media tell me he's soft or whatever. And I always look at them and I just go, You know, if another newspaper, if another TV station or another radio station offered you the same amount of money but to join the number one ranked uh, ratings team, show, channel, whatever you want to call it, channel's probably the right word, you you know, the same amount of money to join the number one ratings channel uh, in New Orleans, they do it in a second. 
it's it's not even a question. But these are the same people that are going to call Kevin Durant soft for kind of going to the best team in the league. And it is what it is. I don't have a problem with it. And very clearly, the Warriors needed him in this NBA Finals. Yeah, Cleveland put together maybe the most absurd game four I've ever seen where they could not miss. And even the Warriors were scoring at a breakneck pace that game, and it, they just couldn't keep up, which is kind of surprising. Um, but they needed Durant, and if you look at his numbers through this five-game series, he's by far the best player. He scored 38 in the opening game, 33 in the second game, 31 in game three, 35 in game four, and then 39 points on, by the way, 20 shot attempts in game five. 39 points on 20 shot attempts. Pretty absurd. Pretty absurd numbers was uh, putting up. He had nine rebounds, nine rebounds, 13, four, seven. Uh, was over four assists in every single game. Uh, turnover numbers, not too bad for his usage rate, I guess, there. But very deservedly was the finals MVP during this. And again, the Warriors needed him. But I think the reason he went out to prove a point, and I've said this on the radio and in various places down here, is no matter what, this title that he has, even if he wins many, many more, this one's always going to have an asterisk and kind of be discounted next to his name. Um, whether that's fair or unfair, I think that's what's going to happen. But now at least he can come out and go, well, I was the finals MVP. I put up all of those absurd scoring numbers and kind of led this team and carried them for periods of time during this series, especially when they weren't scoring well, which happened in game five, which happened in game four as well. So he comes out and goes, yeah, you can put an asterisk by it or discount it. Look at my numbers. And then at that point, he just points to the ring in the finals MVP trophy because he played truly outstanding. I don't think there's anyone out there who can say he didn't really contribute to this title or that they would have you know, 100% won it without him because at certain points in game three, Cleveland looked like they were going to win. Uh, in game four, they came out and, I mean, 80-something points in the first half. Yeah, you were going to win that. And then even last night in game five, they played very well, especially when you get J.R. Smith, you know, not missing a three-pointer until the fourth quarter. So he was needed. He came out there and he played like the best player on the best team, hence why he's the finals MVP. And I don't think you can really discount this title that he has now with the Golden State Warriors. So what's this mean for the Pelicans? And there's, there isn't really an answer to that just yet, but I think it's interesting. A lot of people are hoping the Pelicans zigging while the league's zagging or zagging while the league's zigging, whatever you want to say, by going big with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins is maybe a good idea because it counters a small ball style of play that the Warriors like to do. I don't know. And one of the reasons I say it is when you watch this series, going big against this team with their speed and athleticism uh, offensively, you're not going to match up well with them defensively, even if your bigs are Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. You put Cousins down low against some of these guys with Durant, and they spread the court so wide against you. It's not like he's defending a center down low. He'd be defending Draymond Green or maybe Kevin Durant on the perimeter, and that's not ideal in that scenario. You know, maybe you can keep up with them scoring-wise, but you still have to stop them. And I don't know if this team's going to be capable of doing it. And they're certainly not going to be able to do it unless they can really find 
the right player to play the three for him. You saw late in the fourth quarter and really in the second half of this clinching game five, they were running a 1-3 pick and roll with Iguodala and Steph Curry, and it was creating all sorts of problems. Iguodala started to get hot after they had subbed out Zaza Pachulia, and he was getting all of the open three-point looks. You got to defend that, and I don't know if the Pelicans are equipped to do it, especially if you're going to be in a bigger lineup where you've got Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins out there, because I don't know if you want Hill in that lineup. Remains to be seen, but it's something to keep in mind, particularly when they're looking at free agents, when they're looking at second-round picks. If you can get a little bit of depth right there, it might really help this Pelicans team out in the future. Today's podcast brought to you by SeatGeek, and I've always said SeatGeek is the best way to get in on the action. I use it personally, used it for a number of Saints games this past year, get tickets at the last minute so my girlfriend and I could go. Always ended up getting good seats at a good price. SeatGeek, what they do, it's a seat aggregator. It's kind of like Kayak if you've ever used that, searching for flights. They're going to put all the, fl- or all the flights, all the tickets out there for a sporting event that can be listed in various places, and they're going to combine them all and aggregate them all together, and they're going to show you the lowest price. And then they're going to grade them so you know actually what's good value. Sometimes tickets are $100 difference, but you're only a row or two back. They're going to tell you what's better value. You work hard for your money, so you want to make sure you're getting the most for it, and SeatGeek helps you do that. And for Locked On Pelicans listeners, SeatGeek's actually running a promo where if you go and download the SeatGeek app today, go to Settings, enter promo code, and put in the promo code LOPelicans, as in Locked On Pelicans, L-O Pelicans, you're going to get $20 back. They're going to send it to you in the mail just for making a purchase you're already going to make to go to a sporting event you want to make or want to make, want to go to. And SeatGeek's not just for sporting events. They have it for concerts, pretty much any live event you want. SeatGeek can help you get there. So download the SeatGeek app today, put in the promo code L-O Pelicans, and make sure you get in on the action. An update on your New Orleans Pelicans. Both Alvin Gentry, the head coach, and DeMarcus Cousins will be traveling to Johannesburg, South Africa in July as part of Basketball Without Borders. Pretty cool thing they do there. Usually, I think it's almost every year. I'm not entirely sure. But go down, take part in an exhibition game, um, show off their skills, have a lot of fun, tour the area, uh, and do some charitable work. You know, they do go down there and help build basketball academies, courts, different things. So it's nice to see the Pelicans being part of these charitable efforts, good PR on their uh, side of everything. Exactly, you know, it's a great way to market the team and exactly what you want to see out of these guys, not being selfish and focusing on others and helping them in any way they can. On to second round picks. The Pelicans, as you know, have the 40th pick overall in the upcoming NBA draft at the towards the end of this month. We're close to about a week to 10 days away. I forget the exact date of it. A uh, guy I want to talk about today, Frank Mason out of Kansas, uh, point guard for the team. Really short. Well, really short. He's still, you know, 5'11", uh, but that's going to be the biggest knock you're going to hear on him is his size. But point guard out of Kansas, 5'11", uh, but has pretty good numbers. Scored uh, 20.9 points per game. Uh, on 50% shooting from two, 47.1% from three. That's a great number. And that's also on 4.8 attempts per game. So a bit of volume there for him, making 2.3 of those as well. 5.2 assists per game. Rebounding, obviously not too great, especially for someone that size, 4.2 rebounds per game. But basically, you're looking at the scoring numbers for him, and that's going to be the main thing. Less concerned about the assists, and that three-point percentage certainly is a good thing. 
Frank Mason had a pretty good NBA combine where he showed some defensive toughness. Obviously, he's not going to be able to guard multiple positions, but hey, if he can lock down the point of attack, that can certainly be a good thing as well. Um, He made his spot-up three-pointers and then struggled to score inside the arc, which is a bit surprising, though, when you really consider his height, is it? Um, In college, he was good at getting to the rim and getting contact and kind of fearless in that sense. I think where were his numbers here on there? Yeah. Shot 79.4% from the free throw line. Not high, not too, you know, amazing where you're going to say like, this is great. Um, but he got to the line 6.6, uh, times per game made 5.3. Certainly a good thing. You wonder though, if he's going to be able to do that in the NBA due to the size limitation he has, that's kind of the big thing. He's not scared to try and draw a contact, but the actual finishing at the rim certainly is going to be a concern. But if you're able to get him with the scoring where he can pick and choose his spots quite well, and sometimes he's a little too over-aggressive, so you've got to wonder if he is going to be able to pick and choose his spots or if he's always just going to try and be you know, bulldog barreling down the court towards the rim, then it's maybe not going to be a good fit. But with that three-point shooting, which I think is going to translate to the NBA and the ability to maybe score, reminds you a little bit of Nate Robinson in that sense, just kind of moving forward constantly when he jumps. It's like his legs are just looking like a cartoon and going in circles. This is a guy, just because of that, might be able to run point on the second unit, especially if you get him some other guys around. When he drives, if he learns to kick it out a little bit and get it to those open guys, or to some cutters, he can be a very good player. I think he, he'll definitely be there at 40 for the Pelicans. He's a guy that might go undrafted, which case you might be looking at a two-way contract between the D-League, G-League, and the Pelicans after because you're not going to use those two-way contracts on second-round picks. So you might be able to snag him later, which I certainly think could be a very good opportunity. He's a guy that you know teams are going to be taking a look at, really want on their team, and the Pels would do, uh, you know, would be wise to try and get him when they can. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Again, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole. Available on iTunes on Audio Boom, and don't forget, give it a follow on social media. It's on Twitter at Locked On Pels, and you can find it on Facebook. Uh, just by searching Locked On Pelicans. NBA season now officially over. We can focus more on the NBA draft, upcoming free agency. A lot still to talk about. No slowing down whatsoever here on Locked On Pelicans. Going to be the most pivotal offseason in a long time uh, for this franchise. By the way, speaking of the franchise, uh, you got to give a shout out to David West earning his first NBA title with the Warriors. Yeah, he was ring chasing. Let's not lie. That's okay, though. Gets a title. One of my favorite, you know, franchise players of all time. Very happy for him. Um, I'm sure he's thrilled about it. So NBA season is over still. Like I said, a lot to cover here. Uh, So I'll be back again with you guys tomorrow. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.